Hello, local listeners. Thank you for joining me. Another episode of Local First Podcast. On this episode, we have Allison Orlovsky. She owns a company for the love of you. You know, she has an incredible journey and story where she came from a corporate background, quit this high paying job to follow her passion in helping others. I can't wait to share her story about what it took for her to leave the, her corporate gig, why she did it, and how she's helping others. Stay tuned and make sure to join in on the conversation online. Hi, this is Rob Kohansky, your host of Local First Podcast, connecting local businesses to your community. New episodes drop every Thursday at 3 p.m. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to make sure you do not miss an episode. I'd like to just take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Does your business software make less or more work for you? Think possibilities. Think exacta. Enjoy the show. Awesome. All right. Hey, hey Allison, how are you doing today? I'm well, Rob. How are you? You know what? I am doing great. I was like, I woke up this morning, uh, Lupita was hogging the coffee and I had a couple cups and I thought, oh, I need some more energy. So I went and got a Red Bull. So this is, you're going to get me down well. <laughs> it's only 10 o'clock. It's, it's only caffeine, caffeine. Like coffee and Red Bull. <laughs> oh, it's nuts, man. It's nuts. But I, I'm so excited about today. And, you know, so many cool things that are going on. Uh, so tell me what what's what's new and exciting before we dive into you. What's new and exciting with my business? Whatever. With life? Whatever. Um, let's see. What stands out? What stands out? My daughter just got her temps yesterday. Wow. So that's, uh, we have a blended family. So that's, we have five kids combined. So this is kid so number four. Yeah. Kid number four now that is driving. Um, so that was uh, a big, exciting you know, milestone in our house because they're involved in so much. And so when they can start driving themselves, that's a really big deal. That um, is so cool. Yeah. And just kind of getting back into the groove after the holidays. We had some great holidays. We really took some low key time off and um, which was wonderful. That's and always so, needed. Yeah. It really this year was awesome. Austin took a couple weeks off. Um, which he's never done before and the kids off school and I really kind of shut things down and um, it was really, really nice. It was always, you know, they're always busy, but we actually had a great amount of downtime. Um, and so it feels good to get back into the routine, like enough downtime that you're like, okay, let's, yeah. let's get back you, into you, focus. You can only have so yeah. much, you know, it's like, you know, <laughs> as much as I love vacation, it's like, you know, I, after, you know, a week down or even during the holidays, like I'm ready to do something. I just can't sit here on my ass all day and watch Netflix. <laughs> right. But that's when you know you've had enough, yeah. like that you've restored and recuperated and, you know, shut down and cleared out and whatever you needed to do that. You're like, okay, now I'm, I'm recharged. That's when you know your battery's recharged yeah. when you're ready to get back. I, into I'm, it. I'm super pumped up about 2020. So many cool things going on. I'm producing two new podcasts that are being launched at the end of February. I got the, the, the Denali difference, which is all about real estate. And then I'm uh, launching books, beer and networking, which will be on iTunes and all that stuff. So that's all really cool. And a lot of new marketing tools and stuff like that. Some new sponsorships that are coming up. Uh, Young Guns. So people out there, make sure you you check out Young Guns. That's coming up. And just so excited about what's going on this year. Um, It's just, you've been on the show before, so you know, were you in the, were you in the dungeon last time? No, I was here last time. You were time. here last time? So you never time. got to... No. You were never in the basement <laughs> back in the corner with the spider webs. And, wow. You're the privileged one. Uh, I am special. 
So, <laughs> very cool. So, if I got this right, you know, this is what I wrote down. So, you know, always correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. for the love of you. Yes. So, you know, before we get into that, you know, give, you know, the listeners a little bit of a background. And I let them know that you were in the corporate world and you really took the jump to, you know, from that comfortable corporate world to, you know, really, you know, your passion and what you really wanted to do. You know, you know, when you when you saw that, you know, what was your vision and what did you want to accomplish by doing that? Yeah. Um, For love of you is the name of my company and and it's definitely evolved. I did, as you mentioned, I spent 20 years in corporate working in finance of all places. Um which, you know, such people kind of have that really uh, confused look on their face when they hear I went into coaching. Um, But it's something I realized um, after I jumped that I organically have done for a very long time. And the transition just happened. I was with an organization for 10 years. My role was eliminated. I found another job. um, And it just wasn't a great fit. So I, I left. I knew it wasn't a great fit for them or for me. And as I was looking for another job, I realized like I, my heart wasn't really in this any longer. And so I hired a coach to help me figure out what my heart was in and what I could do with the skills that I had. And it really, it ultimately changed everything in that it changed every aspect of my life while we were talking about my career, it really, when I started removing some of these blocks, these stories, understanding more about who I am and what I wanted, it started shifting how I showed up as a mom, as a partner, as a daughter, as a friend. And so it was super powerful. And uh, I got a lot of support that I would be great at doing the same thing. And so I enrolled in a year-long coach training program, which was amazing, and then launched For Love of You. And the evolution was that I didn't have a niche. I started out with just life coaching. Like, I just wanted to help people. Help everybody. I just want to help Help everybody everybody with everything. Just just come on in. I'm going to solve the world's problems. Yes. Let me love on you and let me partner with you to create the life that you want. And while it's not so different now, I have evolved. And one thing, because I made this jump, started out in life coaching. Then I moved into executive and leadership coaching for a while because I have that background. I have the business background. Um, You know, I was in leadership roles within organizations and it seemed like a very logical fit. And what I realized is while I could do it, my heart wasn't in it. And I think I made, I didn't think, I know I made the assumption that I had to use my career experience to continue to move my career forward. And what I really realized was that it's my personal experience with relationships that is the place that I get super excited and jazzed about and that I can make the biggest difference. And so that has been a transition within the last six months or so to move into relationship and intimacy coaching, um, particularly for couples in long-term relationships. Um, Not that I'm not willing to help those like dating, but I just think there's such a need. And, you know, I am certainly not the expert, but I have a lot of experience with relationships and a lot of different (laughs) relationships. Um, And, you know, what I find, too, Allison, from knowing you for, I don't know, a couple of years mm -hmm. now is that you're so easy to talk to. And it's just like, you, you're such a great listener and just, just sit back and you can just like, I, I, you know, I've done it, it just unload on you. And it's just like, you know, just kind of, you know, put yourself out there and, and there's not a lot of people out there that, you know, 
can do that or be that person to be able to take all that in and hear it. And, you know, and that's, that's something that is really cool about you. And it's like, you can sit down and have a conversation, you know, and you just sit back and listen. And it's, there's no prejudgment. There's, there's none of that that goes all along with it. And, you know, that's something that, you know, people need. Not everybody's going to go to their priest or wherever they're going to go to. I don't know where the hell that came from. But yeah. All right. Coaching is not confession. This is not about <laughs> unloading all your dirty secrets, although I am a safe place to do that. Um, I think that's one thing about coaching. As you mentioned, listening and lack of judgment. I am not here to pass judgment. I am not here to tell you what's right or wrong. I'm here to partner. As a coach, I'm here to partner with you. I'm here to give you perhaps some perspective. I'm here to get, help you get curious about what it is that you really want. I might be an expert in coaching techniques, but I'm not the expert in your life. You are. That's right. And so I'm here to help you figure out. Like We don't even think sometimes about what we actually want. We just plot along in life and, and we accept the whatever, what, whatever what, happens. Yeah. yeah. And so there's so much more opportunity and, and we, we get in our way so often and, and we let all these, this is the way it's always gone. So this is the way it's going to go in the future. I, I was there. I like was really stuck in all of that. I didn't feel like I had a choice. I felt like in, once my coach said, Alison, what do you choose? Right. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I have like, a choice. Yeah. And and it's we get so caught up in obligations and the things that we think we have to do when ultimately we actually have a choice in them. And so that can affect your relationships, that can affect your work, that can affect how you take care of yourself, every aspect. But um, that's one thing that I love is that I don't have to be the expert. I tend to sit back and listen. I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. Tell me more about that. And when we talk and have those conversations and I ask those questions, you come to your own conclusions. You figure it out yourself. Yeah. You just got to get it out there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, why, why coaching? I mean, why, and then the, 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 the relationship, the relationship coaching, you know, why, why did you figure that was going to be your big reason? You know, what's, what's, what's the why behind it? The why is because it is relationships. I'm going to start back. Healthy priorities in our life start with yourself as number one, your relationship number two, work number three, kids number four, and everything else number five. And we so often, we're not even great at putting ourselves at number one. Like, right? And so it's like works, you know, work becomes number one, kids become number one. But ultimately, until we actually take care of ourselves, even on, from an emotional level, not just a physical level, you know, there's, we've all heard take care of yourself and you, you have to take care of yourself so you can take care of everyone else. Right. But to create a fulfilling life, you do need to be number one, because think of the analogy of manning a ship. You are the captain of your ship. And <clears throat> if you're not well and you don't know what's going on, you don't know what direction you're headed, how are you supposed to move that ship? So how are you supposed to you know, take care of everyone else that's on that ship? If everyone else is that your responsibility, if you're not well and able and your relationship, he or she is your co-pilot. 
And if you're not headed in the same direction and you're not on the same page, you're going to be doing a whole bunch of circles out in the middle of the ocean. And you're not going to get very far very And fast. it gets frustrating yeah, and he's arguing like, and yeah, you're, you don't know where you're going. Right. Like you, you have to be on the same team. You have to be. And, and I've, I've told my daughters this. And and the one thing is I said, be when you get into a relationship, especially a serious one, and I learned this myself, is that, you know, Lupita's my best friend first. Mm-hmm. And I love to be around her. And you know this. It's mm-hmm. like, she's my rock. And without that and being honest and upfront and being able to just open up and have that relationship, everything else is just like, if you don't have that, it's hard. Because mm-hmm. I was in my past marriage was like that. Mm-hmm. It was just toxic all the way around. You know, so, you know, it took me nine years to figure that out. And like, hey, I got to do something different. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, you got to look at those types of things that, you know, uh, you know, again, it all starts with you. If you're not recognizing it and you can't get out of the way and not all divorces are bad. Mine was great. People looked at me like I was nuts after nine years, three kids. I'm like, no, I cannot do this for the rest of my life. And I refused to. Mm-hmm. And I made a change. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you got you got to start with yourself. Right. You know, so that that's really key. Right. So self first, then this relationship um, and then work. Because without the work, you're not able to provide for the kids. You're not able to do all the other things in life, right? So there are so many coaches out there that are focusing on self and how to take care of you. And there's a whole lot of coaches out there dealing with business, career, you know. And so I see this gap in the middle of who's coaching on relationships. So first of all, I see the gap. And then why it's so important to me is because I've been through a lot. I was in a... Uh, an abusive relationship early on. I was pregnant, married, because I thought it was the right thing to do, divorced by 22. It was nasty. He's, I'll just leave it at that. It was just, <laughs> and it was 18 years of frustration. Then I remarried to a good person, and my son was a year old, and he came home and he said, I wanted a divorce. And we went through counseling and therapy for six months. I said, I need to know know that I did everything that I could to make this relationship work. But ultimately, if he doesn't love me, I deserve to be with someone that does. That does. Yes. And so um, that marriage ended. I dated a whole lot in my late 30s and then created a a great, great relationship. And it's not perfect. Perfect is not the goal, (laughs) but a great one is. And so I feel that with all of my experience, um, I've been in long-term relationships. I've been through a bad divorce. I've been through a good divorce. (laughs) Like you said, I'm like, we went, we went to the courthouse, my second divorce, we went to the courthouse together and then had a beer afterwards. Like, um, and being able to co-parent together, uh, dating, you know, that whole what that's like, um, especially so many people are are dating later on in life and then actually creating a great relationship, all that it took. Um, so I have perspective. I don't I'm not an expert. I don't have all the answers. I've only got my own experience, but it makes me relatable. And I think that um, to not judge about anyone I'm not here to say divorce is good or bad. I'm only here to support you in um, creating the best relationship that you can and and why it's important and helping you figure out how to do that. Do you ever ask someone, and I, I've, I've asked people this too, and I was like, I have a, a buddy of mine, which will remain nameless, <laughs> that he's been trying to look for this perfect girl forever. And I always tell him, I was like, write down who you want. Why do you want them? What kind of characteristics do you want? Mm-hmm. So when you find that person, you know. Yes. He's still single. 
And, you know, and I kind of like, I don't know if I did that intentionally. I think I more stalked Lupita than anything <laughs> and to kind of grow <laughs> But, you know, going back, I was like, okay. And I look at it and it's like, if you don't know what you want out of a relationship, you know, regardless of whether it's work or mm-hmm. personal like that, you know, how do you know what to expect? Right. Well, yes, to be intentional and um, we create a list of conditions of, you know, yeah, satisfaction. So like, what are your non-negotiables? Your absolute non-negotiables. He or she is a non-smoker. He or she has kids, doesn't have kids, um, loves to travel, you know. Long we'll walks do, in a park. Long walks in the park. <laughs> we'll do the dishes, whatever it might be that your non-negotiables are. And then, and it could be both. Non-negotiables have to have and non-negotiables like can't have. And then the list of would love to have. Here it's it's, it's like things. buying. That's what I told people when well, I'm looking to buy a house. It sounds very <laughs> not romantic, but until you actually put it on paper and actually see what it is you're looking for, you have nothing to match the qualities of this person up against. Yeah. So that's absolutely powerful. The other thing is to actually look at yourself. Oh, no doubt. You have to, you, you got to start there. Right. And, yeah. it, and it, that's one thing that I've learned through my relationships is that the more I grow and the more I'm self-aware and the more I love myself, as cliche as it is, the better my relationships become. Yeah. I don't have the same expectations that someone is going to be everything for me when I love me, when I take care of me then, you know, that becomes um, the, when the neediness is gone, you can appreciate them for who they are. For who they are and what they do and what they do. And and I go back to, you know, Lupita myself, and I know I'm Mm -hmm. getting kind of my own personal session here. You know, I love it. That's what I do on this show. It's like, we enjoy doing things for each other without expectations of anything in return. And I've heard in the past, you know, it's 50-50. No, it's 100-100 when it comes to really you got to give 100%. The other person's got to give 100%. And being able to do things for each other without expectations. And I've told you this before. I have my chores. She has her chores. And if you were to look at our chores separation up, separation, you would think we went back to the 1950s. But I love it. Mm-hmm. I know what I got to do. And if it's not done, she's going to let me know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know so right. you know, so those are the types of things that I think, at least for me and, and for my relationship with Lupita, it makes it so much easier and more enjoyable because we know what to expect from each other. Absolutely. I mean, that list, I, there's, you know, several other people that I know that whether the list represents something, you know, kind of old school or from the 1950s or not, Ultimately, you don't have to talk about it. If you each have your list of responsibilities and you're both okay with it, it's one less thing to argue, fight, even discuss who's going to do what this week. It's just, it's really clear cut and it opens up space for you to have that fun and to hold each other accountable to doing what they're going to say they're going to do. Exactly. And I think the other thing that you mentioned that I want to point out when you said it's 100-100, I absolutely fully a thousand percent <laughs> agree <laughs> with that, as well as to actually take a look at why you're doing things for your other. Because sometimes what I realized um, is that in my past relationships, I would do things for my significant other 
for them to validate my worth. Yes. Like I would go and do all of this stuff waiting for them to tell me, you're amazing. You're awesome. Thank you so much. And then that didn't necessarily always happen. Right. And you can't feel let down. Yeah. Then I felt like, then I started getting resentful and I'm like, I do all this stuff for you and you don't even appreciate me. And what I realized I was doing, I was just feeding their worth. The more that I did, the more they're like, ooh, I'm super special. Keep bringing it on to know. like, <laughs> And it's all this stuff that subconsciously happens, right? Not that they were intentionally being that way. But so it's really like the intention behind the action that is the most important thing. It really is. And I, and I, I appreciate that. And it's like being in a relationship, I was like, I'm going on 20 years, Congratulations. which is, which is awesome. And, and we didn't get married till maybe four years ago. And it was just because she wanted to. And for me, I was mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever, we're here. I'm not going anywhere, but it's something she wanted to do. And again, that all stems back to our friendship mm-hmm. and, you know, being, you know, knowing what she wants and knowing, and she knows what I want. Mm-hmm. And being able to do that, you know, it's like one of the things that I love to do almost on a daily basis is, is she works uh, three or four days a week, I don't know, or something like that. And I make sure when she comes home, dinner's ready. You've always mentioned that. I, love, I love it, but I like to cook, mm-hmm. you know, and she likes to, you know, kind of eat, but I kind of destroyed that early in the relationship when I asked her to cook and I was mean and criticized for, for that. And she never cooked for me again. <laughs> 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 Up until recently, I'm starting to coach her back into that. It's mm-hmm. like, you can do this, you can do mm-hmm. this. So I'm getting a few meals here and there. You know, so that's, I think that's really key. So, I mean, when people want to reach out to you to find out more about what you what you do, you know, so how do people get a hold of you? Yes, they can reach me on my website, forloveofyou.com. Um, they can reach me on Instagram at For Love of You Coaching. They can find me on Facebook at um, my personal page is Allison Mickey or For Love of You Coaching is my business page. Um, and LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> are you familiar with Exacta? I am familiar with Exacta. Familiar Exacta? They are such an incredible company. You know why? Because they sponsor me. <laughs> You know, it's, you know, they have a lot of great tools. You know, I've, I've talked with businesses and their CRM too has changed in a way people are doing business like that. So, you know, think exacta, think, think possibilities, think exacta, and, you know, make sure you reach out to Dennis Hill to find out more about that. Um, let's see here. So you let us know where we are, what's going on. So, ah, you know what time it is. No. You know what yes, time it is. Yes. No. All okay, right. <laughs> let's see. So. You know, kind of this routine. So you get to ask me, let's see, one question today. I Not, do get to no, ask you Yeah, I did. I kind of was like, last time you came in so prepared, you like three or four questions. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, what is going on here? So. Okay. Um, I won't throw you under the, okay. Um, what is the thing that you are most jazzed about in 2020? Oh my goodness. Um, I'm most jazzed about the, the growth of Local First Podcast. Um, for those that don't know this, is is my uh, main goal or my vision for this podcast is to duplicate myself in 100 markets around the country. And the goal for 2020 is to start off in five different markets. So I'm looking for people in Chicago, Minneapolis, uh, Madison area, 
uh, some places, Rockford, Illinois, and then the Apple Valley and, and the Wisconsin area too, is to open up those markets and then spread out from there. So that's what's really got me jazzed up. And for the first time, it was like I've been doing this now for about 18 months, and I have a really awesome business planned in and some people behind me to support. And I gave up not having to do all the work. I'm actually bringing people on and hiring five people this year to actually help me. So I don't have to do it all myself. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, I feel like, ah, right. it's so cool. Yes. You get to live in your strengths and yes. do the fun part. Oh my and goodness. Let the other people that find the other stuff fun do it for you. Yeah, exactly. Like if you like my show notes. <laughs> 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 all right. So, I have some uh, rapid fire questions and we used to go back into one of my favorite books, but we took that off the list and I found a list of other ones that uh, we're just going to just rapid fire. Just like, don't even think about it. Sometimes right. you get into it. I know we do that. Yep. All right. You ready? All right. Let's see. All right, we got plenty of time. Favorite day of the week. Saturday. Why? Most fun. Most fun. Oh my God. Favorite holiday. Christmas. Christmas. All right. What is your... Oh, let's see, invisibility or super strength? Ooh, invisibility, what is that? Okay, super strength. That's the part I understand. My super strength is um, getting a lot of shit done. <laughs> Give me a list and I will That's, knock it you out. You just knocked that, uh, <laughs> that out. <laughs> first, celebrity, first celebrity crush. Oh, my first celebrity crush? Oh, probably... John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi. So what's what's one of your favorite songs from John Bon oh, Jovi? Oh, Summer of 69. Summer of 69. <laughs> Still gets me. <laughs> Still sing in the car. Say a word in Spanish. Hola. Hola. Oh, God. <laughs> Como esta? Como esta? Virtue or sin? What was that? Virtue or sin? Oh, virtue. Virtue. I'm a good girl. What's for dinner tonight? Uh, uh, shrimp curry. Say what? Shrimp curry. Shrimp curry. That sounds good. What time? Seven-ish. <laughs> 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 seven seven okay. All right. Awesome. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Uh, are women complicated? I love this. Oh, one. Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. I'm actually creating, I starting to create a little piece, sneak peek, a little course actually for men. About how women are wired. Oh my God. I so. got you make sure that you sign me up for that one. <laughs> I just had this conversation with Lupita last night. I'm like, I was like, you women are nuts. I was like, just nuts. Yes. You know, but I love that one. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, I kind of, kind of lost my thought of nope. uh, just, so you know, oh no, yeah, I want to do this. All right. So I want to point this out, guys, uh, that you guys are listening to us. It's like, you know, we're doing some video this year. And, you know, the guys, I don't even have to let them know. Just let them know there's video on here. So now what I have to do is I found out that if I don't let the women know up front that we're doing video and then they see the that I'm actually videotaping this, mm -hmm. they, they shut me down. <laughs> they won't let me video. So it was like I called Allison a couple days ago. I was like, just so you know, hey, we're shooting some video. Just got to let you know. I've gotten some bad <laughs> comments. <laughs> from that. So that's the complicated women. They gotta get all dialed up and like that. Okay, let me. Where am I here? Favorite type of muffin? Oh, um, apple cinnamon. Apple cinnamon. Oh, that's good. Like that. Have you ever tasted soap on your own? <laughs> Without no. have you have your parents put it in your mouth? 
I don't think so. Oh my God. They used to do I that. Think, to, if you used to say a bad word in, in my house or in my grandma's yes. house, oh, I don't forget, was a dove soap or something like that. They'd stick it in your mouth. I and think my <laughs> sister got that, but I was the good girl. You were so. a good girl. Oh my <laughs> I was God. The good girl, so. it, was, it was the soap, and then the, um, the grandma had the leather belt chase you and whoop your ass all over the place. And then mom's had the, uh, uh, the wooden spoon broke many of those over my ass. Oh my gosh. Okay. We actually got spanked once. Oh, lucky you. By dad. That was scary. All right. enough. All right. So (laughs) what's any ask or request from the audience or any last parting words? Yeah. Um, I think just if you're interested in learning more, simply reach out. I'm all about just having conversations and learning more about you and how we might be able to partner, work together, what your relationship looks like, what you want it to look like. Sometimes just getting, you know, the sitting down with someone and, and getting it out of your head um, is super powerful. So I'd love to uh, work with you and, and help support you on that. Yeah, reach out for one-on-one, have a coffee, mm-hmm. date with yep. Allison. She's an awesome person. Um, let's see, make sure you uh, reach out online, carry a conversation online as always on all of the social media platforms. You can find me on everywhere. Just search for Local First Podcast. The next episode that'll be coming up is Dave Melinda. He's the founder of Positive polarity. Uh, he's an Amazon number one bestseller and growing on a purpose. And we're going to have some great conversation on how he's helping businesses grow. Thank you everybody for listening. I appreciate you. I love your feedback. And if you want to hear someone or a guest on here or topic here, please reach out to me. Thank you so much. Thanks, Allison. Thank you, Rob. This is awesome.